<laughs> so we don't get copyright <laughs> strikes. Uh, Peacemaker! Episodes oh. one through fucking four. Uh, peace, uh, peacemaker is by far the most enjoyable thing 2022 has concocted as of yet. It has been a joy. It has been a treat. John Cena has drastically changed in my eyes. Uh, I love everything about this. How are you boys feeling about the peacemaker now that we're halfway through uh, the series? We'll start with TJ. Yeah, TJ, go first. <laughs> All right, man. I am I'm loving this series. It is funny. Uh, enough action, enough drama to get you by. But, I mean, it is just straight up. It's just a good show. Like, probably nothing, you know, you want, like, kids to watch. You know, because, like, <laughs> oh, it's a superhero show with John Cena. Yeah, John no. Cena, you know. <laughs> you know, he was, he was, uh. You know, WWE's go-to guy, you know, for the longest time. And all these kids are going to be like, John Cena, oh, I want to watch Peacemaker. What the hell? (laughs) (laughs) Mommy, what are we watching? (laughs) Oh, that's John Cena screwing a butterfly. (laughs) Mama, what did did he say he wanted to do that nice lady in the bar? (laughs) (laughs) Some of his, like, one-liners are great, too. It's like, is that all? He's like, no, your tits look awesome. That's not a. That's, that's not a good. sexist that's remark. A, that, that's, it's like they really do. That's not uh, a sexist remark. I'm just making an observation. <laughs> I, J- James Gunn. Funny. James Gunn is a gift to comic book properties. <laughs> he really is. Um, honestly, what surprised me is one of the characters, the breakout characters that I've really liked now is is Vigilante. Yeah. It's just like. Especially after the prison fight scene. <laughs> yes, yes. That was like the point where I was just like, because before that, it's just kind of like, oh, he's vigilante. He's kind of annoying. You know, he's one of those guys that just want to be like, dude, you're annoying. Go away. <laughs> you know. But then like after that prison fight scene, it's just kind of like, all right. Yeah, here we go. Vigilante all the way. <laughs> so I, I really love that vigilante in this is different because the Flash Arrowverse technically has introduced a vigilante and an Adrian uh, Chase. But Adrian Chase in the Two Flash Arrowverse yeah. was was this handsome, rugged, good-looking man. Our vigilante is a nerdy weirdo that will <laughs> murder people if they break the law. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, Al, like how... Oh, go ahead, TJ. <laughs> I, was say, I like that, that. It's like, you know, before they mar- or legalized marijuana, I would have shot you in the face. <laughs> you know, three months earlier, I would have shot both of you in the face. <laughs> uh, Al, how are you feeling about some Peacemaker? Oh, uh, fuck yes. I can get behind this 100%. Um, you know, I watched, so I watched this with my wife too. And we watched the, like, I think it, when did this come out? The third episode of Boba Fett is this the, the same the, week. Uh, the, it came out. So, uh, Peacemaker came out the day before my birthday, January 13th. So we were three episodes in, I think of Boba Fett. Uh, yeah. But Peacemaker also released what one, ep- was it only yeah, one episode? Yeah, three episodes. That's right. So we watched the book of Boba Fett first, and then we went to this and and this this is by far so much better. And I don't say that about DC live action very often, but the fact that it has motherfucking James Gunn behind it makes it. He should do everything DC from here on out. I don't care what it is. It, it he has got 
the the Marvel, the DC, the superhero thing down to a pat and we'll get it fun, make it fun, make it funny, make you love it. So, I mean, like, it's been great. I, I It's, you know, since Boba Fett's been so boring, I can, I've been able to watch this and just laugh my ass off because it, it's got so many great one-liners and it's got so much action to it, but it also brings that story into where we get to learn more about what what was happening in Suicide Squad plus more of the DC universe. I like that it keeps reminding us how I so because the one thing that upset me from James Gunn's Suicide Squad um was the fact that Rick Flag dies. Spoiler alert. Um and, and which I mean if you're watching Peacemaker, they've shown you like twice. Um yeah. but when he dies and it's just like, man, why do you have to like why do you have to kill him? But now, because that that story keeps playing out into this Peacemaker series, and you see the impact Rick Flagg's words had on Peacemaker, I I feel a bit more justified. I feel like that is a justified thing to have included in the movie. Um, it still feels pretty empty if only you're watching the movies and not watching the series. But I do appreciate that they're actually tying it in uh, and making that death meaningful. Otherwise, it just felt like, they didn't want Joel Kinnaman back for any sequels. It's just like, well, we got to get rid of him so we can bring in some more no-name people. Um, but I, I've I've been enjoying this. The butterfly story, you know, we keep getting alluded to that there's more to it. <laughs> and every well, the time they try to say something, it's like, oh, it's like, oh, don't you don't understand the butterflies, and then he gets shot in the chest. It's like, <laughs> damn it. <laughs> Yeah. Plus, at the end of uh, episode four, you know, we see their their leader of the of that gang is also a butterfly. So, obviously, there's two factions of butterflies in this world right now. You think Amanda Waller's a butterfly? Ooh. Hey, I don't know. by the way, I like how in the uh, beginning of the series, episode one, they included a deleted scene that shows how Waller took back control of her command room by having. The lady that started the uprising uh, get 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 her ass tackled by officers and escorted up out of there. So maybe we'll see her come back into the story somehow. Um, but I don't know. That's the thing about the butterflies is until you see them out of human mode, literally, I think anyone could be a butterfly, right? Yeah. But I mean, it would make sense. Like she's. If she's a butterfly and she, you know, uh, Mern or whatever his name is. Yeah, Mern. Uh, you know, it's like, hey, you know, this is Project, you know, Operation Butterfly. You need to go and kill all the butterflies out there. And it's like, so is she a butterfly telling Mern, who's also a butterfly, to gather up a team and go assassinate a bunch of people? And then it's later going to be like revealed that, she, well, I mean, because like every Suicide Squad thing, it's like she's always been behind it in some way. Yeah, You know, like even the first Suicide Squad that wasn't that good, you know, it was like, oh, the whole mission was just to rescue her. And then the second Suicide Squad, you know, everything that unfolded there, I, it's been a while since I've seen it. I've only seen it once, so I can't remember <laughs> what it was about her in the movie. But she was actually just a Waller character in the movie. Uh, she just commanded everything. Um, but she wanted them to go to great lengths. To, to ensure that the secrets of the U.S.'s That's involvement right. with Project Butthole was not exposed. 
<laughs> yeah, that's right. So, I I would listen. I'd be pretty fine if they want to say Waller's a butterfly as a reason to explain how the heck she's still alive. Because I'm pretty sure she died in the first Suicide Squad. Right? No, I don't think so. Did she not? I for some reason in my mind, I'm like, I think she died. <laughs> I think they killed her. <laughs> Maybe they didn't. Well, doesn't matter because. <laughs> oh, but I, I will say the opening credits are uh, amazing. <laughs> oh, so we uh, we, you were here Friday, uh, Al, in the in the chat when we watched it, right? I I, I was in and out. I was at work, but yeah, we, we I, I watched. We watched. The, yeah, we watched it. <laughs> that I could watch that so many times. And now, according to James Gunn, we should be watching it because he said there is intentional stuff. Hidden meanings hidden in the choreograph routine. Also, I need to go back and watch this. Apparently, Judo Master appears before he appears. So yeah, apparently, he was in the first episode. No, no, no. In the I first mean, open credits. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say in the opening credits. Apparently, Judo Master's peeking around behind walls and stuff like that, peeking in uh, oh, into the scenario okay. before he actually comes in. Uh, his actual routine where he actually comes in off stage and uh, Cena picks him up. Apparently, gotcha, Judo okay. Master's actor has said, I'm actually peeking throughout the dance number, just people haven't noticed me yet. <laughs> okay, so I wonder if they're going to address at any point why Judo Master looks a lot like TDK from Suicide Squad. Like, as far as his outfit goes. That's fair. Oh, that's yeah, been that's fair. bugging the shit, the shit out of me because it's like, is it is it part of like an assassin group that they're in or something to where they have to dress all in this green? Hmm. Oh my or gosh! Uh, just is, to have Nathan Fillion back would be awesome. Well, you, on, you know, supposedly he didn't die, so that's right. Or Weasel. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I hope Weasel comes oh, back God. because it, because it's Sean Gunn, uh, James Gunn's brother, that does the the yeah. stop motion for it so like hey let's bring him back let's get weasel back in there uh, but james gunn is so good he took he took a villain i didn't know of that looks corny as all hell peacemaker looks dumb and now i actually care for peacemaker because he's this broken little boy that also kills a bunch of people and says some really stupid stuff and i love him uh but it, james gunn also took guardians of the galaxy a property that literally has a raccoon and a tree for its main lineup roster and made that something that almost brought me to tears watching the first one and definitely watching the second one when it started crossing the bridge of like fathers and impacting children and legacies. Like, holy crap, mothers and dying parents. Like, no, like, stop. <laughs> but I don't know, man. James Gunn's awesome. I like the character development of of uh, Peacemaker too, because like he's emotionally, you know, just at wit's end essentially with you know killing of Rick Flag and everything like that Flag said to him. But then like when he's told to to assassinate the butterflies, like he can't do it. It's Vigilante that has to take up the the rifle and and do it. And then, like, at the very end, it's like, okay. Well, like, even the one that the guy that he shot in the face with a shotgun. Yeah. Like, he find out that he has that butterfly in a jar. <laughs> yeah, he, did, he did, couldn't bring himself to kill the butterfly. Uh, he smokes pot with the butterfly and has a nice <laughs> dance routine yeah. uh, with it. Uh, I, I think it's oh, awesome because you see, so we have had villains before that think they're the good guy. 
But now we have a villain that very heartbreakingly thinks that he is doing good, but also is coming to the realization that, like, what if I am just an awful shit person? Like, what if all I am is the legacy of a racist, hateful monster? Like, what? <laughs> what is my leg? And we're going to find something awful about yeah. what happened to his brother in the past that's probably going to break our hearts even more for him because we saw the flashback, so we'll eventually get something that ties that all together. But you feel for him, but at the same time, we also remember, this guy also just randomly started killing innocent, well, not innocent, killing people that weren't necessarily bad uh, in the Suicide Squad movie and killed Rick Flagg. <laughs> so it, it is one of those things where, like, you feel for the guy because he has a lot of hardships, but also he is kind of an asshole. Like, that's not, <laughs> that's not made, that's not a delusion. That, he's really there. Um, but... I like Vigilante, man. I, oh, dude, the, that... the prison scene, going back to what TJ said, the prison scene was so great with that shit-eating grin on his face <laughs> while he's sitting there trying to provoke a fight from the uh, white supremacist. That's beautiful. Well, just the fact that, you know, we go from the scene where he's uh, in the in the basement or whatever that is, the underground layer of that senator's The pocket house. dimension, yeah. Oh, yeah. wait, no, the, it... the, no, the, no, no, no. The, the, the hive or cocoon or whatever yeah, you call the it. Hive. You know, he's getting his toe cut off, and then we transition into that car scene, and then the father's house. That was that was a great transition and all that. Like, uh, why does your dad have an upside-down American flag on his yard? <laughs> oh, his dad is a perfect depiction of a lot of people that I've I've experienced in life. <laughs> uh, uh, so, we've seen it now. We've seen the white dragon costume. Do we feel like that's getting donned? Do we feel like someone's going to put on the white dragon costume? I, I it's 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 you almost have to at some point. Even if it's like a flashback. Yeah. You know, and not actually um oh shit. The T one thousand. Yeah, I forget. Name. I forget his name, but his name in the in the show is Augie Smith. Or yeah. um, So even if it's not like him yeah. in the costume, but like someone in the costume, you have to, you got to show it. Especially since Vigilante openly stated for us, which again, it's the Chekhov gun side of everything, said that the armor had weak points, like that you can, like you can dis, like you could disable a person because where the cloth is is the vulnerable spots on it which means that someone is going to use that whether it's vigilante or whether it's peacemaker remembering i hate to do this because i think i'm gonna probably throw out a correct assumption but we'll see um i think augie might don the white dragon costume but here's the twist i think it might be butterfly augie because because just regular old man uh, Chris's dad, which I love that his name's Chris because that's never gonna come back to haunt me. I feel like, um, the old man. What's funny is I got a friend named Chris Smith, and I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, you do. Named after you, <laughs> <laughs> and he's got an interesting tale. According to a janitor, he's the racist guy that kills all the minorities. Um, <laughs> um, he promises to kill at least sixty percent more white people. Uh, I do. I do think that we'll probably get because otherwise, if it's just his father going in there, Peacemaker or any one of them should be able to disable uh, an old man in the suit of armor, no matter how powerful or what abilities the armor has with it. Because we've seen that 
in his pocket dimension, there are some very powerful helmets, so some of that stuff has to be in the white dragon suit. Now, you put a essentially meta-human Augie Smith into the white dragon armor. Now you have a formidable foe uh, because you have the enhanced strength and durability of the butterfly and then whatever else that armor suit can do. Uh, and you probably also have someone that's crazy racist. So I kind of hope at some point, because whenever John Cena goes in there and starts gathering up all the helmets, like, isn't there that helmet that gives you scabies? <laughs> Yes, yes, because every man should have scabies once. <laughs> I hope that comes into play at some point. <laughs> I hope he gives it to uh, Economos. <laughs> like oh, he, puts it on, he gives it. He gives it to old spray, uh, old fake beard, uh, <laughs> and, he, and, he, and he gets scabies. And he's just like, why? No, <laughs> uh, uh, but I love Peacemaker. It's it's beautiful. I'm excited to see where these uh, next couple episodes to go. Uh, eventually, we're gonna actually find out legitimate information about the butterflies. At I some hope they point. hold it to like the next to last episode. <laughs> so we're gonna find <laughs> something about them. Uh, we'll get we'll we'll see how the Augie stories because the Augie story is gonna come to a head at some point because now he's wanting to talk to Detective Song, uh, which gonna put her on the path of interfering with this team, which is going to make it even more convoluted because um, at the end of uh, episode three, I think, is that where they're at the compound? Um, whichever it is where we see on the monitor all the butterflies across yes. um, the globe, uh, how many of them are actually around, and it's uh, quite a few people. So, I mean, literally anyone that's been introduced, you could justifiably think, were they a butterfly? Are they a butterfly? And we still haven't even talked on like one of the smaller subplots, which might be pretty impactful. But Amanda Waller's daughter, who she is, uh, and how she has a little bit of Amanda Waller in her, uh, because um, Adebayo, she she put Vigilante on a path to kill Peacemaker's father, and then she. So I think it is. I think it is an act where she's like, oh my gosh, you know, I, I, I did this and I feel so bad. I think that's an act. Oh, I sure. think I think there's more to that. I know she was upset about killing that guy, but I think she was upset because in her mind she didn't see him as, as a threat. Uh, so I, I think there is some kind of little bit of messed upness hiding within her. Or, you know, screw it. Maybe she's a butterfly. They're all butterflies, except for Harcourt because uh, – you know, eventually she's going to give in to the manly desires that <laughs> Peacemaker keeps putting out there. <laughs> uh, also, that's uh, James Gunn's uh, six-year girlfriend. I, I say her. you ship her with Vigilante. Oh, she did have a very cute little moment there, but it, yeah. I was like, I was like, does she feel something for him or does she feel sorry for him because she sees a broken little boy? Because that's kind of <laughs> what Vigilante is also, is a broken little boy. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but okay, well, Peacemaker, we're excited to see where it goes. Uh, we won't talk about it next week because we're taking a break. But then two weeks from now, we'll have almost the entire series covered, uh, and we'll 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 dive into those next two episodes. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. So that's Peacemaker. Uh, so okay. Jared, no context. Okay. Do you now want to go watch this? Yes. Like, <laughs> yes, absolutely. I don't even want to finish the show. I want to... <laughs> do you really want to? Do you really want to taste it? 
I and now am in love with that song, and I think it's actually like growing in popularity too. <laughs> like this That's band probably isn't even together anymore, and they're all suddenly like planning reunion tours for the song. That's HBO Max, right? Yes. yes. Okay, I have to restart that sub, but uh, uh, totally worth it. Uh, Al Buterol man says Alan Tuttuk's uh, wife choreographed it, which is true because him and James Gunn are, are big friends, but James Gunn didn't realize that was his wife that he had hired on to choreograph it. Uh, the blonde-haired lady dancing is also James Gunn's longtime girlfriend of six years. Mm. Uh, and John Cena, if you couldn't see him, he was the person under the mask. Uh, <laughs> that mask wasn't just floating by itself, so before TJ could make a John Cena can't see you joke, I've already thrown it out there. Uh, <laughs> Honestly, I've been seeing a lot of interviews with him where he talks about how everyone's been joking about it, so I'm just like, I'm going to stop. Yeah, no, John Cena is awesome. John Cena deserves to to be in a lot of comedy acting, and I hope he gets more of that. I hope he doesn't get pigeonholed, but at the same time, I hope he does, because him being just a big, muscular, funny person is awesome. Uh, and there's already Worked fan, out for The Rock. There's already fan art depicting him as Duke Nukem, which now I want to oh. see. Yeah, right? Now I want to see that. Um, so I, I'm, I'm all down. I'm all on board the John Cena hype train, man. I'm, I think he's awesome. Why? Uh, speaking of, and yeah. real quickly, why have we not had a Duke Nukem movie yet? Because, because they screwed up Doom. Why would we want them to? Uh, yeah, they saw Doom, Doom and they're like, oh, hey, hey, hey. So, so my only thought is Duke Nukem was not. It's not popular anymore. No, but it was popular at a time when. Like, you wouldn't release the kind of stuff that was in that game in a movie. Yeah. But then all of a sudden we get comedies from National Lampoons like Van Wilder where we could release that kind of content in a movie, but Duke Nukem wasn't popular anymore. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's true. true. That's the only thing I can think of because I would love to. I thought, um, oh, crap, Mickey Rourke. You know, his character in uh, Sin City? Yeah. Like, that image is Duke Nukem. If it yeah. looks oh, exactly yeah, like Duke Nukem. So I was I always thought Mickey Rourke would play a really good Duke Nukem. But he's he's a, he's he's the Ram, man. He gonna give you elbow drop. Or Lariat or whatever his finishing move was in that wrestler movie. All right, boys, you ready to take a break? I didn't watch it. 